You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Hey, Impact, Impact, how's everybody feeling tonight? All right. Man, it's awesome being back. Hey, uh, if it's your first time to Impact, welcome. We get crazy. We have fun. Hopefully, you'll come back next week, right? I'm just kidding, but seriously, Welcome. Y'all, we're excited. We're in a two-week series known as Worlds Apart, and we're going to jump into this. But first, we got a little game for you guys. Not exactly four corners, but we're doing this game called This or That. Can you guys roll with it? Really, the instructions are pretty simple. You kind of just choose either this or Okay, cool. Want to make sure you guys are with me. Hey, so we're going to throw a couple options up here. I want you guys to pick which one you like more. It might get a little heated in here. All right, so let's go. First one up here. Let's pop it up. Nike or Adidas? Okay. That's a split. Does this have to do with sports, I guess? Soccer fans? Adidas, Nike, football? I don't know. Okay, basketball. Okay, all right, good, good, good. I like that. I'm feeling the love or hate, whatever you want to call it. Next up here, let's go with Duncan. Woo! Wow. Okay, yeah, now you guys know Krispy Kreme is like from right next door in Winston-Salem. Wow, okay, I, I like it though. That's good. Dunkin' or Krispy Kreme. It's a solid choice. You really can't go wrong, I don't think. Next one for us. Is it this or that? Which one? This one? Boo! What? Are y'all serious? Starbucks? You know, you can go to Sheets and get gas for your car. High schoolers, how dare y'all? Oh, my gracious. And just delicious food and everything else you want. Okay, I see, I see where your loyalties lie. That's fine. Next one, let's go here. This or that? We got this and Spotify. What about this and Apple Music? Hey, you know how I know that I'm old? <laughs> I don't have either one of these things. There we go. I actually have, uh, like, Amazon Music, and apparently that's, like, a co- like, I have, like, four people. Thank you, Lily. Awesome. Great, great, great. Okay. All right, hey, we got two more. We got two more. For an ideal vacation spot, would you rather choose this or that? This one, that one. I'm going to go ahead and just, just, just say... I think we got a lot of mountain fans for some reason. I don't, I, as long as you're not App State fans, that is okay with me. Okay, there we go, there we go, there we go. I don't think you can go wrong again with that. That's a fantastic one. This is the last one, last one, last one, last one. Y'all stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. This one is super important. Who says this in Chick-fil-A? Who says this in Cookout? Oh, wow. Uh, I, I got one big fan over here in River. Hey, listen, we shouldn't be shocked, though, because we are in church, and this is the Lord's chicken at Chick-fil-A, right? Everybody knows that, Chick-fil-A with the whim. Yo, this is fantastic, man. I, I feel like my like I need to sit down and take a breather. My heart is jacked right now. Okay. Hey, um, 
Hey, doesn't it feel sometimes in life like you have to make these decisions and your little brother, your little sister might be like, I want to go cook out. Chick-fil-A, man, I'm not even playing with you right now. Like, it gets real serious, right? Or you're like, hey, well, Nike or Adidas. Mom, I got to have Adidas. Listen, nobody wears Nikes anymore. Mom, come on, everybody knows this. Like, there's really no in-between with some of these. Sheets or Starbucks, you guys all have it figured out. It's like either this or that. To find a middle ground is typically pretty hard for some of these things, especially... When you're passionate about it and you care about it and you love these things, like you guys clearly all do. Hey, tonight in this two-week series, hey, y'all stay with me. We're about to get real. In this two-week, oh, you guys got real quiet. Good. Hey, in this two-week series, we're going to be talking about this or that when we talk about either science or God. Oh, look, there you go. I'm just going to put the mic down. You guys are all figured out. Hey, listen, listen. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey. I love how the middle schoolers all spoke up and were like, yeah, God, easy, God, easy, God. Hey, but the reality is for a lot of us, when we get to high school, and a lot of us in middle school as well, we start hearing about all these things for science, and we hear about evolution, and we hear about survival of the fittest, and we hear about all these things, and how old the earth is. And we're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, that doesn't make sense. Because no, the, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, and we go to Genesis and we go to the Old Testament and we look and see how God created the earth in how many days? Seven days, yeah. It is, it, yeah, it, it is a lot of days. It's a whole week. But you know, the, the reality is, hey, when it comes to science or God, a lot of times we're stuck in a middle place and we have to choose this one or that one. It's very, 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 very difficult for some of us to do. Hey, I bet there's some of us out here right now tonight. Some of us who are saying, you know, I can't go all in with Jesus because I can't buy all that stuff. I hear about this in chemistry and physics and biology, and I'm like, man, there is just no way. My little brother looks just like a monkey. I, I mean, I, like we definitely, like I, we have to have something to do here with evolution. It doesn't make sense. And then some of us out here probably are like, you know what? I so believe in creationism. If you mention the word evolution, I am never going to talk to you again. And, like, you think, like, there's a different place in heaven for you because you don't believe in evolution like some of the other Christians who do, right? Hey, y'all, we're going into this the next two weeks. It's going to be a little bit sticky. It's going to be a little bit crazy, right? But we're going to talk about this idea of God or science. And I want you guys to really and truly think, right, where do you stand with that? And hold on, I'm not going to tell you when you leave here, I'm either following God or I'm following science. That's not where we're going, but I want you guys to think about this. Because this is something people thought about forever. Hey, you know something crazy? I asked some of the band and tech kids earlier, and let's see how you guys do with this. Uh, does anybody remember who Copernicus was? Okay, so uh, some of us. Hey, guys, in, who just said that? Sarah, way to go, Sarah. I am so proud of Sarah Sawtell. Isn't that awesome? Okay. Hey, well... Sarah Sautel might have been somebody who was, uh, who was helping us earlier, and she learned this. Hey, but guys, we have people from science. Hey, get with me on this. We have these people from science who didn't choose this or that. They didn't choose God or science. Actually, a little bit of both. And this guy by the name of Copernicus, in the 1500s, he came up with this theory that was radical, that was crazy, that was wild at the time. He said, guess what? The earth is not the center of the universe. <gasps> people were shocked. Really, he says, the sun. And after Copernicus... Uh, the next century, in the 1600s, this guy by the name of Galileo, if you might know Galileo, he invented this thing known as the, yeah, I guess that's a really bad telescope impression. I'm sorry, guys. He invented this telescope, and Galileo actually agrees 
with Copernicus. And he says, you know what? Yeah, the sun is at the center because I'm looking at it. I'm probably going to lose my sight because I'm staring and studying the sun so much. Uh, but I really believe that. I 100% believe, but I believe in God and, and science. After that, we had this guy by the name of Sir Isaac Newton. The law of gravity and a bunch of whole other laws that you guys have in your wonderful physics books. Does anybody here love physics? Anybody love physics? Y'all can thank Sir Isaac Newton. Hey, but guess what? Isaac Newton was somebody as well who believed it wasn't just about God or science. He actually said, no, nah, it's, it's like a little bit of both of them. After that, in the 1800s, we had this guy by the name of Kelvin. Kelvin discovered a lot to do with heat and with temperatures. And now we actually had this thing known as the Kelvin scale. And in the 1900s, we had this guy by the name of J.J. Thompson. I didn't really know who he was, uh, and I'm ashamed to say I used to be a world history teacher. Maybe you do. He discovered electrons and some of the first subatomic particles. Hey, you know what's crazy about all these guys? Copernicus, Galileo, Isaac Newton. Newton, Kelvin, J.J. Thompson, is that they did not necessarily choose this or that. In the 15, 16, 17, 18, 1900s, they said, you know what? I believe in both. I believe in science and I believe in God. I really, really firmly believe, and I, I feel like I know it for a fact, that God gave us his brain and this ability. We should study these things and we should know more and more and more. Y'all, that was wild back then. Because those five big-time scientists were also huge followers of Jesus. Somewhere along the way, in the 1900s, we get this divide. You know, and it could have been Darwin when he wrote his, uh, his, his wonderful book talking about survival of the fittest and everything else. I'm not, and by the way, we, the whole purpose of the series is not to say that we believe in evolution, we're against evolution. We're going to get there, but we're not saying we're choosing this side or that side. That's not it. I want us to think about science or God and think about where we are in that and just reason a little bit both of them because here's something that kind of popped up. When it comes to science or God, we get way too caught up in the how. How to happen. Don't, you don't have to raise your hand. I actually have a family member. My sister struggles with a lot of this stuff, and she's super, super, super smart. And she overthinks everything. And she's like, you know what? I don't know the whole creation, evolution thing. I don't know if I can believe God. I don't know if I can believe in Jesus because it says he created the world in seven days. And if God created the world in seven days, then, man, this evolution stuff is it's wild, right? We choose this or that so many times. And, y'all, that's, that's not what we're supposed to do. As followers of Jesus, that's not what we're called to do. Hey, and you know how caught up we get in this stuff? Here's some, uh, some fun facts for you guys. Uh, if you guys came to Big Stuff, Sojo talked about some of this, but I'm going to go a little bit further with it. Hey, this magazine in December of 2016, yes, there are still magazines. A lot of them are online, okay? This thing known as Discovery Magazine. Anybody heard of it? Any science fans heard of it? Very, very popular scientific magazine. This guy by the name of Eric Zacherson. He's from Sweden, so give him a break with his name. All right, get this. He actually says that the likelihood, right, and this is, this is why it's so, so, so crazy to think that the earth just happened by chance. He says that the chance that the earth is here today, the only livable planet in our solar system, in our galaxy, everything else, the chance of that is about a one, and get this, seven quintillion kind of place where human life can actually exist. One in seven quintillion chance. Hey, you know what that is? That is a seven, and then you got 20 zeros. The chances that Earth, that's just all of a sudden, it just happened like that, like a snap. Zero, 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 comma, zero, 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 comma, zero, 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 comma, zero, 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 comma, zero, 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 all the way to 20. Y'all, that's wild. Other crazy stats here about uh, how the Earth is today. Earth is 71% water, which means, 
how many million trillion gallons is that? That's 326 millions and trillions of gallons. Another big reason why life exists on Earth. Hey, this is a fun one. Um, you know, we are the perfect distance from a star large enough to sustain us, and that is what? The sun, yes. All right, we're, we're not too hot or not too cold. Uh, we have the perfect blend of oxygen to sustain life, 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, 1% mixed gas. Um, the ozone layer is not just something that we think is getting destroyed with global warming. It's actually something that helps block the harmful rays that the sun presents. Like Iris would say, that if we didn't have that, she would say hot, da da, hot, very hot. Okay? Hey, and this is the one that's really, really cool. That's really, really cool. If we, if we say we got to choose science, we got to choose God, we got to choose this, or we have to choose that, only one of these two. This is the one I love, okay? One of our best friends is actually the moon. Do you guys believe that? Not just because you go outside and howl at it because y'all are crazy. It's actually really and truly, like, it helps us with our degree and our axis, right? Our axis is at a perfect degree of 23.5 degrees, 23.5. Hey, if we were at 23.6 or 23.4, right, degrees, we're talking one fraction of a difference. We would either freeze to death or we would melt because it was so hot, 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 right? Hey, uh, and this is actually kind of funny. I saw this as well from old um, Eric Zacherson. He actually said the moon helps the earth create a slight wobble effect. Get this, a wobble. You guys remember the wobble, right? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Hey, but since there is a wobble effect, guess what? The earth is never in one place. We can't feel it because then we'd be like, oh, my goodness, I'm wobbling in class. I'm not paying attention, right? Uh, we actually cannot feel it. What that means is we're not too hot. We're not too cold. There's so many perfect, crazy things to say that they lined up and just happened by chance. Man, it's wild. I tell you guys all of this, okay, all this super confusing stuff, it happens, you know why? So that we as human beings in life can strive on this planet, on earth. It's wild. Hey, so you have all these scientists who now are like, man, all this stuff, this is kind of crazy how all, the, all this happens, right? This is wild. And then you have all these people who, in the church, and like, you know what? Seven days, had to be seven days, creationism, that's it. And y'all, guess what's happening? We're getting a world apart between them where they don't want to see eye to eye with anything. Hey, and as followers of Jesus, that is not our responsibility, okay? If you have friends in your biology class, physics class, who believe in one of these things, great. If you believe one of them, awesome. Because it's not just about choosing this or that. It's actually great if we can get a little bit of a blend, so to speak. Hey, and we're going to jump to Genesis, the very, very, very beginning here, when Moses writes this first book in the Bible. And let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 2. This is what Moses says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. You guys get like a vision that comes, like, do you, not, I should not say vision. Oh, I don't mean vision, like an image that comes to your head when you see this. Someone coming ahead? Like, I, <laughs> this is so wrong. I think of like, uh, I think of like a canvas, somebody painting, because my wife's really good at painting, and we used to love watching Bob Ross. Right? Come on, you guys are with me. Bob Ross is crazy talented. He cra and he does it all with like half a, you know, one and a half thumbs or something too, which is wild. And he loves pet squirrels. But another note, I'm not chasing that. Yeah, I think of a canvas, and I think of God all of a sudden saying, you know what, I think we're going to create some of this, we're going to create some of that. Man, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be really, really, really cool here. 
man, you know what? I'm going to create humans with beautiful minds to ask questions and to have free will. Instead of them just automatically following me and believing in me, I want them to make that choice. Y'all, in the beginning here, God creates the heavens and the earth. And what's really, really cool is, instead of us focusing on the how this happened and what this looked like, you know what we should do? We should start focusing on the who. Not the band from the 50s or 60s, okay? No, 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 no. Who did this? Y'all, we need to focus on the idea that, hey, the who who created all this, the who who created the heavens, the earth, the trees, the grass, your pet dog, everything else. He is so much greater than the how. Think about this. The who who did it all, the artist, the master. He is so much greater, so much better, so much stronger, so much more important, y'all, than how it was made. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Some of y'all probably thought I was gonna come up here and we were gonna take a stance, but we're not gonna take a stance because our stance is this. This is our stance, the who. And we're standing with God because God is the one who created everything. We go back to that, let's go to the next slide here. And this is how we kind of break down the verse even further. If we go to the next one, it just says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We don't have to do this or that, y'all. We, we really don't have to. We absolutely don't have to. And if you have friends or your, or your biology teacher, my, my uh, biology teacher in middle school, you guys still take biology in middle school, like a brief version of it? What? You guys are getting so slack. I tell you what. Okay. I think it was probably like a, probably like a kindergarten biology because I don't remember anything. I just remember Mr. Battle who was from South Africa. And Mr. Battle was so held up on this idea of evolution and how it happened. I'm like, that's great. But you know, the thing was, for him, that's what kept him from God. I'm like, bro, you are missing out on the coolest relationship you could ever experience in your life because of this belief that you have in science. And hey, you know something really, really cool? You look at the design that God had and how created it and all these crazy stats of how we're here on a wobble, wobble axis of 23.5 degrees. You know, something crazy to think. What if God used science to help his plan and to help his master design all of a sudden come into place? Wouldn't that be awesome? And all this fighting between this or that, like it really wouldn't matter that much. The world apart between us is something that we should absolutely close and get rid of. Hey, um, what does Jesus say about evolution and creation? And if you believe in the seven days or you're going to hell, does he, does he say that kind of, somebody just said, oh. <laughs> hey, y'all, what's so cool, what's so cool is that Jesus actually passes out a test, y'all didn't know this, to his disciples and said, you got to check these things before you follow me. No, I'm just kidding. He did not do that. He didn't at all, okay? So don't go home and say that. Matthew 4, 18 through 20, Matthew's account of the first time Jesus gets some of his disciples to follow him. And this is exactly what he does. Let's go to that verse real quick. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, wouldn't it be cool he could actually walk on the water, but he decides to walk on the shore? I love that. He sees two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, and they were throwing a net into the water because they fished for a living. They were fishermen. They probably smelled terrible, but they were great fishermen. Next one. Jesus calls out to them. Hey, come, follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Immediately, these guys leave their nets, they drop what they're doing, and they go and they follow them. You might be like, well, what in the world does this have to do with this or that, science or God? Nothing. You know why? Because our relationship with God, all right, we should not be held back by what we believe about science. 
We should not be held back about our walk with God or what other people believe about God because of what their view of science is. What Jesus says to them is, hey, I'm not even going to ask you about those things. I just want to know the most important thing. And let me know if you're going to follow me with this. Will you come on and follow me? He doesn't give them a whole laundry list. Of scan. You guys still do Scantrons? He didn't give them a Scantron and say, take this and this and this and this. He says, come follow me. Scantrons, like, they were an old multiple-choice bubble sheet, okay? Yeah, all Jesus said was, come and follow me. And somewhere along the lines, we are caught up in this or that and with scientists and these discoveries and everything else, and that's awesome. But, y'all, we don't have to choose this or that. We can choose God. And look at the awesome design that science had to help us get where we are today. Uh, this past weekend, Whitney and I went to Baltimore for a wedding. And we went up there. If anybody's ever been to Baltimore before, it's a, it's a great city. Uh, it has some rough parts in the city. Uh, my sister lives up there, and she moved into her house with her husband uh, probably about two or three years ago. And Whitney and I had never been there before. We'd never been there. So, like, to, in this new house. So we say, all right, well, let's go. We're going to stay with them. We'll go to this wedding. We'll have a good time. And I just assumed that I would kind of, you know, figure my way out. Fellas, you guys like asking for directions? No. Girls are like, yes, yes, yes. Guys are like, no, no, okay. Well, read instructions and stuff too, right? But hey, listen, so I decide on the last day, I'm like, I want to go clear my head. I'm going to go for a run because we've had this wedding stuff and all this just crazy stuff going on. I want to go for a run before we get in the car and head home. I tell Whitney, I'm like, hey, babe, I'm going to go for a run. I'll see you in a little bit. And she's like, okay, cool. Bye. And I go out the door, and I look out the streets of Baltimore, and I'm looking this way. I'm like, okay, well, I think, uh, yeah, I can figure out uh, East Pratt. That's my street, East Pratt, East Pratt, East Pratt. Okay, cool. I'm going to run this way. And I just run this way a few blocks, and then, like, I don't know, probably, I, I, I didn't see a golden retriever or a squirrel, but I saw something that kind of caught my eye, and it was like a park. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to take this ride over here and go to this park. So I go to this park. It's called Patterson Park, and I ran around the park some. And then across the street is another part of Patterson Park. So I'm like, oh, dude, this is a park that's here and here. Like, I'm going to go check this out because they had a statue of some dude from history who created American Calvary. Isn't that just fantastic, right? His name was Pulaski. You guys enjoyed that one, okay? That was free. Hey, but I decided to go, and I'm like, I'm just going to run. And, y'all, guess what? I ran, and I had fun. I felt like Forrest. I just went. I felt like running, and I just ran. I ran. And eventually, guess what happens? I'm like, I need to go home. I need to figure out how to get back home. And I did not have my phone with me. I don't really know why I didn't bring it. I like to, I like to just go without it and just kind of just be free, I guess. And I turn around and look, and I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, I'm pretty sure I came from that way. So I run this way, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to run about five minutes this way. Uh, no, this doesn't look familiar. I'm going to run back this way, and then I run, like, every direction I possibly can. I find somebody who's getting out of his car, and I ask him. I'm like, hey, man, only thing in my head the whole time was East Pratt, East Pratt, East Pratt. I got to find East Pratt. And we got a, we got a picture of it here, uh, a street sign here. I got to find East Pratt. Got to find East Pratt. And I asked somebody, I said, hey, where's East Pratt? The dude gets out of his car, and I'm not even getting you. He actually says, uh, you got to go north. I was like, north? What am I, like a compass? I'm like, all right, sailor, thank you very much. Let me go ahead and just sail this way north. I'm like, what direction is that? I'm like, all right, dude. So I just kept running. I guess what was north. Eventually, I find East Pratt. Y'all, I was so worried, so nervous the whole time because now I'm like, I hope Whitney doesn't think I got lost because that's the most embarrassing thing, fellas, you ever have to tell your girlfriend. And I did, right? But I finally make it back home. 
after running all over what I felt was Baltimore. And the one thing I kept in my mind the whole time, East Pratt, East Pratt, East Pratt, East Pratt. I got to get back to East Pratt. I got to get back to East Pratt. I have to. I got to figure out how to get back there. If I get back to East Pratt, if I get on my East Pratt Street, I'm good. I'll find my sister's house. Yeah, there's some shame, embarrassment, and all that other fun stuff that comes with it. Hey, and I was just thinking, you know, as I was running, I'm like, man, this would be really, really good when we talk about science or God. And so many of us, we think, man, I got to figure out the answer to this. I got to know what I'm supposed to believe. I got to know if this is true. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't have to yet. The one thing we got to keep telling ourselves in our head, it's not East Pratt. We got to say, okay, all right, just remember Jesus. Just remember Jesus. Just remember Jesus. Remember what he did on the cross. Yep. Remember that he died for me. Yes, absolutely. Remember how much he loves me. Yes, absolutely. Remember how badly he wants a relationship with me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, well you know what? In school, we learned this. And then in church, I grew up believing this. And that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Y'all, the one constant that we have to have through all of this that can get rid of this whole idea of being a world apart is going back to Jesus. And remembering over and over and over again, when you start to get confused and you have a hard time and you're not sure what you believe and you go off to college, we've got seniors who just graduated, now freshmen in college, who are struggling wrestling with this very, very, very thing because they're like, I just don't know what I believe anymore. That's okay if you don't know what you believe. The one thing you got to hold on to, though, is Jesus. Say, I don't remember Jesus. Even though I have questions, even though I'm not sure, even though life right now is just really, really, really hard, and like everything I'm praying for is not happening. I feel like my prayers are just going up in the air and they're evaporating. I don't know what's going on right now. The one thing you got to hold on to, just go back to Jesus and keep him in your mind. Are you all of a sudden going to pop up with an answer? Probably not overnight, but if we keep our constant there, even though we don't have a compass, we keep it in our mind. All right, Jesus, okay, I'm not sure I don't have an answer for this. I'm not entirely, you know, uh, positive. If this is right, this sounds kind of crazy, but I'm going to try and keep Jesus, keep Jesus, keep Jesus. Y'all, because the who, all right, the creator of all things, our God, is so much greater than the how. It would be such a shame if we miss out on the greatest relationship we could ever have, all because we couldn't grasp this. All because it didn't make sense. All because we didn't keep our eyes on Jesus, which is the most important thing and which trumps all else. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the love that he has for us, God, and the, the relationship we're able to have with him. I pray for all of our students here tonight, God, who have questions about science and about what they believe and about what they were raised on. God, and honestly, we all have questions. It um, <laughs> doesn't matter if you're up here speaking or if you're a small group leader or if you're in sixth or seventh grade, everybody has questions. God, I just pray, Lord, that we can keep coming back to you. We come back to your son, Jesus, over and over and over again. When things don't make sense, we come back over and over and over again. God, please remind us and help us this week that, and, and teach us, Lord, that we don't have to choose this or that. It isn't about just God or just science. God, it's about you and your son, Jesus. And we pray that we can hold tight to him and hold on to that. Thank you for these awesome students, God, and the incredible stories that they have and the incredible things they're doing in your name. And it's for Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.